Yeah, last time Grant and I bow hunted out of a ground blind, <laughs> we had a we had a coyote come up for about fifteen uh. yards. I mean, broadside. I had it in frame, in focus, epic. I even racked the focus a little bit. Got the little sun drop coming in. I mean, it was like Caleb where you want to. You can run where you may, but nothing on earth gonna save you. Welcome to the 8th and Time Podcast. This is your host, Grant Burnett. Um, I finally have Austin and Justin um, back on with me. Guys, it's been five episodes and that many months since we've talked. I, I know. I haven't got a single invite for the other episodes. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> yeah, right. I think you lost our number, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. No, uh, it's good for us to get back on, and and really, we're 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 forced to talk to each other. We're all, we're all going to be sharing the woods and filming each other in forty eight hours, so we're we're for, right, we're, we're forced all, we're forced into this. <laughs> we're all going to be sweating on each other here in the next couple of days. Yeah, all right. I, uh, can I not hunt with Grant then? Like, um, please, I'm telling you, <laughs> or at least just be above him. And just so y'all, just so y'all know, it hasn't gotten any better. It, it, so uh, just so you guys know, like it so, didn't it didn't get so, better in three hundred sixty five days. So, uh, Austin, it sounds like you're filming all weekend. Yeah, if you're going to be above somebody, that means you're all-time, kind of like all-time quarterback. It means you're all-time cameraman. I've I've got a velvet already on my wall behind me right now, so it's y'all's turn to get one. All right, everybody heard it here. Everybody heard it here first. Text message in writing. Yeah, everybody heard it here first. I'll sign a document for you. (laughs) Everybody heard it here first. So so we were, you know. Like I said, we're forced we're forced back to uh, back to each other. No, it's it's great that we're finally through the summer months and uh, deer season is here. We get we get three days to try and do something real special. I'm I'm super stoked. Three days. This is the third go round um, for Tennessee velvet season. I'm pretty stoked. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm pumped. I think uh, since velvet season's open, I've only had one shooter buck in bow range. That was literally the first year. Uh, that velvet season came about, and I think that's the only decent buck I've had in bow range since the first first hunt, first ever velvet season. Yeah, yeah, that was so, velvet season's always been super special to me just because it was my first buck ever. So I'm always excited about it. But like I just said, I'm more excited about getting behind the camera and hopefully getting to watch one of you two. Uh, get a nice velvet down and up on your wall and accomplish a goal that you guys have been studying out for in most of your lives. So that's what I'm most excited for. Yeah. I'm, oh. I mean, go ahead, Justin. No, you go ahead. I mean, velvet season for me, I, I, I remember when we first started talking about it three years ago when Tennessee announced that they were going to have one. This is something that I have always wanted to do. Uh, I just think that that, that deer, when they're in their velvet, they're just, it's so, such a unique time frame one for the deer and what they're doing and then just the way that they look their hide um that summer early fall hide is just absolutely gorgeous the deer are still kind of that orangish color and they're still super super lean um and what's cool about hunting bucks and velvet is they're still in those bachelor groups so whether you're hunting you know and you're after a mature buck or not it's cool seeing you know two three four five six seven bucks together just kind of cruising together still that time of the year you don't get to see that during regular season at all um which is a, that's a lot of fun i really really enjoy that 
Yeah, when when this all started three years ago, like I said, I was like, oh, velvet season? That's a slam dunk. Slam dunk. I mean, deer, deer are dumb as all get out when they're in velvet, and here we are, third year, and I have yet to even draw. <laughs> I, actually, I did draw on one that first year, but yeah. I, I, it was a little too small, I think. Hindsight probably should have shot it, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going. I was going into this thing three years ago. I was like, oh, "Dude, no yeah. problem. Got this." And yet, still have let an arrow fly. So hopefully, this is the this is the year. You know, we've we've spent a lot more time in the off season this year than I think I have in the last three or four years to get in preparation for this velvet season. One because I had a little bit of time. More right more time yeah. uh, and we've got some new ground and we're probably running double the amount of cameras that we ran last year so uh, you, uh, you're hitting a bunch of points on, on on the head that i wanted to talk about for this year that i um that i really want to talk about and and where i want to start was just the amount of time for you and i austin's been finishing school um and his his job obviously doesn't allow for the flexibility that it does ours so you and i have put quite a bit of boot work and to be honest you put in for the amount that i put in yours is two to three times that um just getting getting one for you securing some new ground like you were just talking about but the other is just finding these deer when they're still in these groups because their summer patterns can be just so much different than what you expect and know and it's it's taken these three years and not saying that we've got it figured out yet but i think we're getting a whole lot closer um it felt like in the past the past two seasons if you remember when we were the first year the farm that we hunted we kind of we went to one area and just kind of hoped it would happen there last year somewhat similar where this year we we got a little bit more of an idea we've got two to three spots and we've got shooter shooter deer at all three spots um and daylight final limit pinch points all that kind of stuff and i think that attributes itself to what you were just saying with all the cameras that we have out um, there, it's a game changer having those cellular cameras and just having a multitude of cameras out. Yeah. I mean, I know on, on one farm we've got, you know, we're trying to figure out where the bucks are moving, what trails they're on. You know, I think we've got six cameras out on one piece of property and it's not even a huge piece of property, but we're just trying to figure them out what time of day they're going where and yeah we still don't have them figured out but <laughs> every day i feel like we get closer and closer or every day my uh my game plan changes yes. so probably probably not a good thing because uh, <laughs> normally my gut is typically right but yeah. my head changes every day of, of what's what what my plan is going to be opening day so that was going to be my question to both of you is like, how are you attacking all this? Is like, as, an, as a newcomer, me trying to learn more and more each year, as Justin just said, his plan changes every day. But I mean, what's your thought process like originally just attacking a new piece of property? I know that's a pretty broad question, but. Well, one, one is, you know, what you always think about summertime is, is the wind. Mm. But typically in this area, it's south, southwest, west, typically, uh, is the predominant wind in this area so for velvet season if i'm looking at a piece of property i want to find the food 
I want to try to find water and if I can figure out where they're bedding. Because they're going to hit all three of those, or at least two of those, food and bed, twice a day. So trying to just get between them and figure out how to slip in there. Because when you have food, they're going to be feeding all night. So it's not like you can just march right through the beans and hop in a stand. So it's, it's, it's access. For me, it's access, food, and bedding. If you can figure those three out where they're actively using... I feel like you're more successful. Yeah. With that being said, this is the third year and I've let more spots. So <laughs> But I think those are great like points in general just for anybody to, to know. It's just great points right there. And, and I mean, in term, you're, in t- you're big Go ahead. You're Justin. big bucks. I mean you, you could find all three of those things and get in the perfect spot and you might have twenty does and ten bucks walk by, but that big shooter buck might wait till dark to do the exact same thing. So just even if you're in the most perfect spot doesn't always mean obviously that it's going to happen. It's just, you tried your best and he outsmarted you again. <laughs> well, and Austin, to your point, the, the one thing that, that I, that I harp on is, you know, and, and Justin is all about property lines, but you start at the perimeters of where you have permission or where you feel like you can access. Um, and what I mean, let's say, even if you're on public land and, you know, you know where you're going to be accessing from and how much you're willing, how far you're willing to go and all these things. But if you're hunting private property, you need to see where deer are coming and where they're going on those. And what I like, and I feel like we do this together is you kind of start in high traffic areas with your cameras just to, to really catalog your deer. And you're just trying to get a, an overall feel of the quality and quantity that's using that particular trail. And then you start backing, you kind of start crunching into places that you can actually hunt because just because there's a a low spot in the fence, it may not be suitable for a ground blind. And more than likely, if it's in a fence row, there's not a straight enough tree. Um, You're going to have to end up somewhere in some hardwoods or something like that to find a spot to hunt them. So you start at your perimeters for anybody that's kind of wondering how you attack deer in general, whether this is velvet season or once they get hard horned and you get access to new property, which is a great point to bring up with what we have going on at one of these farms is you start at your perimeters that you can hunt or that you're comfortable accessing and you figure out where they're at where they're coming in and where you know their highest traffic areas are catalog figure out what's you know times and all those things and literally start backing yourself up that trail and into their into where they're at um that being said it's important to not enter bedding areas you know deer need to have sanctuary if you if you end up setting up cameras and setting up shop right on top of where they're bedding at, you're going to push deer to another piece of property or, you know, out of, out of range of where you really want to get to. So kind of started. And we broke that rule. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that does happen. That That's does not happen. a surprise. That happens every year. <laughs> that does happen when, you know, you're on a new piece of property. And I'll be honest. I mean, I had ideas that they might, that they might bed from time to time in there just because of how thick that little spot was it just kind of looked that way um but yeah yeah we did we, we did break sounded that. like i heard a buffalo running off <laughs> and you do you know you try not you try not to break all the cardinal rules um accessing these spots we were going in there literally to scout how we were going to hunt this place um they were like well let's do it midday hottest part of the day deer aren't going to be moving and of course don't, when they're not moving they're bedded down and what did we do 
We walked within about 15 yards of where a target buck was bedded down. <laughs> what, you, what was your initial response, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> I know what he said. Yeah. 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 yeah you got no idea. It was four letters. Yeah. Just, just, just imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you would have w- said is, is yeah. what I said. He, uh, I will, at least he whispered it. He didn't, he didn't yell it. He whispered it. <laughs> I whispered you know what? It as, I, as I was pulling all my hair out. Yeah, no. I'll, that's what I'll say is Justin's great at it. He's really good at whispering that stuff when he woods. <laughs> it's just, re- I don't know. Like over time, he just learned it and he just is really good at whispering it. But you, you feel the intensity at the same time. You're like, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think my eyes. <laughs> Which is fun. Well, it's funny, during, you know, during what we're, the world is going through in, in COVID, we have to learn to read people's body language and to read their eyes because with a mask on, you can't read somebody's mouth being wide open or what they're saying, you know, under their breath. But I, I definitely knew what Justin was feeling and thinking as soon as that happened. <laughs> yeah. I could Jack, read his eyes. <laughs> Jack can read me too. If I look at him the right way, he'll start he'll start crying. Oh gosh. So, Cut him in half. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> Rebecca, she's catching on, but Jack's got it down. But I think you got that from your dad. Yeah. Yes. That is a yes. that 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 is definitely a uh that's an that's an X thing there for sure. That's a, that's an X factor. <laughs> that's the X factor. Um, yeah. So at, talking, you know, just kind of, and not to to break off of that, but we did kind of break that cardinal rule, getting close to bedding. So that's another little point and topic to talk about. What did we do immediately? We turned around and walked out, like we were not there for another two minutes. It was kind of like, yeah. all right, we're going back out. We know that this is where we cannot be. Um, one thing that you need to do when you do see deer bedded, if you if you jump bedded deer um is watch where they run to and never go that direction like literally never go there um because they know they that's their safe spot so they're leaving where they already felt safe and then they've now gone to they're going towards a safer spot so don't ever follow go ahead no you go ahead sorry i just don't follow do not follow a jumped bedded deer let them escape because they will feel like okay that betting that betting situation that spot worked i felt a threat and i got out of there unscathed i will use that betting again like it they will use that spot again yeah but backing up to why we were there oh yeah we lit we literally got permission to this place uh like almost a week and a half ago so we were really going in there as as soon as we could, which mm-hmm. was still was a week away, or I guess at that point it's almost two weeks away from opening day, but we had to get in there and figure it out. So, oh yeah, you know we we know what we know now. Um, hopefully we didn't booger them too bad. And I don't believe we did. Well, I don't. They didn't. They didn't smell us. They just saw us. So trail trail cam trail cam evidence says that we are still good. So yeah. Um, and just overall sign and, and that kind of stuff. I, I just I don't feel like that we boogered them out of there too bad. And then, luckily, like I was saying earlier, that's not the only spot that we have um, for for velvet season. I do feel like we've been handcuffed in the past to finding daylight mature velvet deer. That's been tough. Um, but luckily, we have a couple of spots. Honestly, what's crazy? You guys saw the pictures I shared today. 
We just found another one today. Uh, a lot of daylight activity, a lot of a lot of daylight pictures. Um, that small one you sent me, right? Yeah, that little that, that little, tiny one. That little dink. That little yeah. dink yeah. that I sent over. That's small fifteen. That's small fifteen point. Yeah, that right. Little, that little dink that I sent over um, probably needs another year. <laughs> so, um, we, we're we're lucky that we have that. I'm I'm super super excited for velvet season just because of the caliber of deer that are on the hoof and that are definitely within range, daylight hours. Um, we're not we're not calling dibs on deer. We're just kind of the way that we're hunting them. Justin's going to be behind the bow first opening day. Um, I'm going to film him, and we're going to be in a ground blind. And what's great, what's crazy about this is we planned this. What we we literally planned this two or three days ago. When were we take like Monday yeah. or whatever? I mean, we knew yeah. about we knew about the hurricane just because it's all over the news, and we will be thinking and praying for everybody in that storm's path. But I'll be honest, I had no idea that it was even going to affect our our situation but we had already planned to hunt out of a ground blind just because of the access and what we thought would be our best shot at this spot was hunting out of a ground blind. Lo and behold, it's going to probably rain majority of that day, be super windy. And we just happened to say, yep, we're going to hunt out of a ground blind that first day, which is awesome. Yeah. I think it's going to work out our, our advantage for sure. Well, what I love about the rain, obviously the scent, um, where we're hunting is so thick um that i feel like deer deer will use that for shelter you know what i mean They'll, they're going to be getting in there to get out of the rain where we're at yeah yeah and then the rain will in in my favor keep things a little cool a little natural ac i'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, the weather right now it's uh, it goes between 80 to 50 percent for friday it's to 80 percent now south 16 miles an hour wind i wouldn't i do not want to be in tree stand Oh Lord! I do not want to be in a tree stand. You say 16? 10, ten to twenty mile an hour gust. Nope. Yeah. yeah, with a camera, so, with two with two dudes in a stand and a camera and all that. I do not want to be in a deer stand. Oh yeah, heck no. And then, so that's what we're gonna do. So Austin's working Friday, so Justin and I are gonna uh, tag team all day, sit, hopefully get it done. But I, we're actually getting in there early, just because of trail camera evidence um, at least you guys got a big old blind to sit in yeah that's right got us a huge i don't think it's ginormous justin can literally stand up in the center of it a big old baronet <laughs> uh yeah we brought that thing out i was like we're gonna have to cut half the forest down to <laughs> brush this thing in <laughs> i mean no trees left there's gonna be one blind out there that's right yeah but it, yeah we got it brushed in in no time um but it's it's enormous i'm glad we went with that the way we have it set up is kind of down, down sloped a little bit. It's kind of like a little down slope. So we're like, I mean, eye level with these deer. Um, but with it being like a down slope, it kind of helps with the, the footprint of that blind because it is so big. It's a, it's, it's a big, it's a big boy. But when you're gonna sit in it all day, um, yeah. it's I mean, nice. I might take a, I might take a cot with me. Yeah, take you a cot and lay down, hang your hammock up in there. You gotta bring a cooler. You could bring some food. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, me and Justin were already talking about what all we were going to try and carry in there. So, but that's yeah, not we're, we're we're planning for an all day sit. All day sit, and we're not. You know, that's what I was getting to. We're not we're not planning to, to hunt all day just because um, we think we have going to have all day activity. It's accessing that accessing that midday. We spooked deer previously, um, and with this storm and everything that's coming through, it's it's just hard to know what they're going to be doing. So. 
we feel confident that our best opportunity is going to be late evening. Am I? Do you feel like that, Justin? Yeah, I, I feel the same. So you're saying it's safer for you guys to just do an all day sit, even though it's not necessary. It's just safer to not spook any deer, right? So we feel like the way that the deer are accessing this and bedding, that if we try and come in midday to hunt in the afternoon, we have the ability to jump on them out of their bed um, or just spooking them while they're bedded and then them never, you know, them mosey off the other way and never even know they were there. So we want to get... And I feel like if if it's going to be wet and raining, I feel like there's going to be some movement midday, Mm -hmm. no matter where you are. Yep. Um, you know, I, it's not going to be that hot Friday. I mean, it's still high of 83, but if it's raining, I doubt it's going to get out of the seventies. So I feel like there's going to be significant amount of movement midday. Um, and I think we're seeing that on all of our trail cameras when it's wet and rainy, we're seeing a lot of deer activity around lunchtime. So, um, Luckily, with with Grant and I's our our work, we're able able to do that. That's right. So yeah, so I can help with that. And, hey, and we're going to be working while we're in the blind. We're going to be closing a deal on Friday. Right. Grant's the buyer. I'm <laughs> the seller. I sat we'll, next to both of you while you both done deals. I wish I could have that job. We're all not that lucky, guys. Okay. Hey, you can <laughs> have that job, brother. That's right. You can have that job. You can have it. Come on. Come yeah, on that, yeah, that master's degree I just got, huh? Come, come on in. The water's <laughs> fine. Yeah, it's just two years of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. realtor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just so that, that's that's the plan for for Friday. Um, and I, again, super stoked. Hunt, di- bow hunt from a ground blind is not fun. I know it's not. Um, I don't enjoy bow hunting. Filming from a ground blind is freaking awesome. Um, you get to sit down and. Just relax and, and and it's it's pretty easy. Yeah, last time Grant and I bow hunted out of a ground blind, <laughs> we had a we had a coyote come up through about fifteen uh. yards. I mean, broadside. I had it in frame, in focus, epic. I even racked the focus a little bit. Got the little sun drop coming in. I mean, it was like Caleb Copeland shit. It looked amazing. And I was like, oh, he's about to smoke it. And what does he do? Smokes the ground blind. Well, I can the go kill a coyote right now. The, the, I don't know what it's, it's not like a shotgun went off. <laughs> I don't know what so I, had happened. Here's, I hit two things. I hit the ground blind and a cedar tree about as big around as the bottom part of my leg. That <laughs> was four foot in front of me. It's a wonder that arrow didn't blow up and blind us all. Yep. Smoked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yep that was last oh. and here so to that point you were making too though um as we finish making fun of grant um to to, to that point of midday mo- movement though uh during rain if you remember that day it rained and we had deer on us in the middle of the day um in a, yeah. in, a in a very similar spot so ground blind hunting man ground blind hunting yeah, you don't have more room. Do what? <laughs> Just make sure that arrow's up high enough. Oh my gosh, man! That's because I'm a midget. I can't tell you how many stands, ground blinds, and like redneck blinds I've hunted out of in Illinois that all have holes underneath the window. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. 
I've done I've done it more times than I would like to admit. Make sure you're clear. <laughs> Make sure you're clear. And then uh, day two, we're going to split up. So Saturday, uh, well, depending on how, obviously, how Friday goes, but um, day two, we'll split up. Austin's going to go behind the camera with Justin, if Justin hasn't tagged out, um, and film in that ground blind for day two. And then I'm going to self-film that evening. Um, another spot that, to be honest, well, according to Justin, according to Justin, I have a better chance that day than any other day. Um, after that specific yeah, I, deer oh split g2 saturday yeah uh, where you're going to be hunting i would i wouldn't even try to go in in the morning yep i think it's strictly afternoon hunting yep yeah my, I, i've got a i've got a walk through midday on saturday so i know i can't sit all day there yeah so we'll figure that out so you guys are you guys will tag team it on saturday to see what happens and then We'll see how Saturday goes, and then Sunday we'll play. Sun or right now Sunday is just to play it by ear. We might end up if I haven't if, if I hadn't seen that deer, I'll probably end up back where I was at on Saturday, and you guys might end out end up trying to get after that deer. We found this found literally found today. He's been in there every other day, every day, every other day, um, and 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 smoke that dude. So we have potential. I think we're all going to be tagged out by oh Saturday gosh. evening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. All right. Yeah, we'll, yeah. See. we'll see. Slam that's dunk, what right? I thought, That's what I thought three years ago. Yeah, we're yeah. Just, we'll, we'll get to sleep no, in I'm on super Sunday. excited for this, though. I'm excited for you self-filming, Grant, because I remember last year, kind of towards the end of the season, we started self-filming more, especially you and Justin. Yeah. And you guys expressed how much you liked it, so I'm really actually excited to see kind of well, just that's that, that, that uh, you know, I, when I started self-filming, I was like, okay, either the cameraman smells a lot worse than I do because I see a lot more deer when I'm by myself. Just yeah. saying. Well, and, and it, yeah, and I, I agree. It, <laughs> no, I mean, because a lot of times I was your cameraman, and but when I self-filmed, I saw more deer. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a, I think it's a, I do think it's a combination of a lot of things. I don't think it comes down to the scent. Well, you do have two times the scent, but. The biggest thing is there's two people in a freaking tree and it just makes it tough on these southeastern deer we talk about it all the time um if it's not the rut they walk around on their hind legs eating acorns looking up at the trees i mean it's they pick you out from a mile away if you if you if you blink too hard um they're gonna they're gonna figure out you were in that tree they're just super super keen on tree stand hunters they just they learn at a young age to be looking up in those trees and so the less movement the less less stuff you have going on you know the better um and i to be honest i mean i trust me i it, it i will say it's I, one of my favorite things is hunting with you guys or anybody in general and just sharing that moment with other people because it's you can never explain a hunt enough to somebody you can never describe it enough i mean obviously you film it um but you can never tell somebody your experience enough, but when you experience it with that person, it's a memory that you'll never, it's something that you both never forget. So as much as yeah, I love I self-filming, I do love being, sharing the woods with people, um, whether it's having somebody film me or filming somebody. Um, it is a lot of fun. So, No, I, I've never self-filmed. That's something I'd love to do this uh, uh, regular deer season, but yeah, experiencing the woods with somebody else, and especially like the coaching is something you don't know you don't really know any special. different 
No, I don't. I really don't. I mean, since the day one of hunting, I've always been with somebody. I mean, my first dove hunt was in college with uh, Chase. Uh, He was a year ahead of us in high school. And then hunting with Justin, you, and that's it. I've never been alone. So I'm excited to try and experience that uh, this year. So it'll, yeah, we'll put you in the gar hole. Yep, we'll put you in the old gar That's hole. That's fine. I don't mind. I'll just sit there. <laughs> I got my phone. I'll get my my treats. Yep. We'll, oh, we'll put you. We'll put you where all the does are hanging out to self in. Put, put you on the back forty over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Austin, what'd you see today? Uh, there's a couple squirrels running around over there. <laughs> Some wild dogs. Uh, I'll, I'll bring back dirt, something. You just don't know what it's going to be. There's a kid on a dirt bike. Wouldn't leave me alone. But <laughs> kind of looks like you, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh um, God, Lordy Marcy. Well, I I'm I really am. I'm super stoked for the third year of uh, the Tennessee Velvet season. I do think it's going to be um, something unique. Um, even though it's, it, it's been that way the past two years, and in no way again am I saying that we've got this figured out. I just feel more uh, – this is the most comfortable I have been. And if they do it a fourth year, I'll probably say that again next year. But it's just new. It's I, just, I, I think I think this weekend the weather is going to be a big impact across the board just because the rain chances are, you know, hurricane stuff coming through. You know what I mean? Yep. It's going to be sporadic. It's going to be unknowing, and it's always going to be changing is, is what I feel. I still feel good, but I just think the weather is going to be a huge impact across the Middle Tennessee as far as success this weekend. And I, rem- I don't remember the numbers from last year. I haven't looked them up to talk about tonight, but um, I know that I, I feel like the first year of the Velvet season was just super successful. I don't feel like last year was as successful. Wasn't it like yeah. half or something? It was like, like that? half. Yeah. Yeah, I think Alex got what Alex Wilson, the tax numbers here. I think he got like a quarter of what he got the year prior. Yeah. So I remember yeah, last. I remember year when just, I killed my buck, I showed up late that night, and he was like stacked full of them. I mean, his entire shed was full, and and we went this past year nothing. Yep. I'm so that, and I I'm trying. I don't remember what the weather was or anything like that either. Um, but I do think the numbers will jump from last year to this year simply because of COVID and the pandemic and the people that aren't having to work, which is, I'm, I'm all for people being out in the woods if they don't have something else to do. So I do think we'll see that, that increased pressure and increased uh, number of number of velvet bucks get tagged, um, which will be fun to, to hear and see success stories across the state. Um, one thing I love about the velvet season for Tennessee is that it, it puts us on the map um, for you know, out of state hunters. It starts bringing out of state hunters to our to our state, which I I support. I travel out of state to hunt, so I'm completely okay with people coming to my state to hunt as long as they do the right things. Um, and all it does is, well, it, it does drive up the price of leases, though. <laughs> which yeah, for sure. But yeah. it's interesting you kind of pointed out that COVID and the more increased pressure because during the off season we all fish. I don't know if you guys have been to. Uh, you know, Dick's Sporting Goods or Academy, but they're like out of all the fishing yep. gear. And when I asked them, they're like, well, people are just need, needing to get outside. And I never even thought to assign that to hunting. So that's really interesting. You, you brought that up. Well, what made, I think that's what made me think of that too was a podcast I did a little bit ago with Joey Bell, who's a, uh, a very involved with NWTF and also um, BHA. 
and just a bunch of numbers that came out from just the spring of, uh, of COVID, the very beginning of everything, which you guys know. I mean, we hunted constant um, this spring after turkeys. And a bunch of our friends and, and people were available to go because of COVID. I just see that that will continue with deer season, including this velvet hunt. I will say the velvet hunt, you got to be special. You got, you got to really, I will say, you have to have a, a pretty high passion for, for hunting. And then obviously you have to be a bow hunter um, unless you're in the CWD zone. But um, you, you, have, you have to have a pretty strong passion for it because it is, it's hot. Um, and you got to commit to a long, a, a longer evening sit, um, because don't get dark till eight, eight thirty. So, um, you got to commit to a longer day. So, it's we'll we'll, we'll see. But I, I I'm I am estimating a higher, a higher harvest number, a higher number tag number for the state of Tennessee, um, for twenty twenty, the COVID velvet hunt. Let's hope it's a three on our side. Though. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I have people at work saying they're like, "Yeah, I'm not going to hunt. I don't feel like it's too hot." I'm like, "All right, cool, more for me." That's right. Uh, I, I would say about half the hunters out there are probably saying that exact same thing. Yep. You gotta, yeah, you you've got to be committed again to archery gear, and then just it's it is it's hot. If you don't like, oh, and what we were talking about right before we started, I mean, you're fighting, you you're fighting the dog pecker gnats, you're fighting mosquitoes, and you're fighting the ticks. And if if yep. you if you're not if you're not spraying down and I use permethrin, um, I know you guys have talked about using it too. If you're not using something like that, um, you're screwed. I had 200 opening day. No, what three oh years my, ago? I had oh my gosh, that was awful. Yeah, yeah 200 sheet sticks. Yeah, that was from dragon. That, I mean, I'm looking at the deer right now, but yeah, definitely worth it. That was <laughs> I from do that again. And that was just from dragging him out. That's because we had to go get it. Yeah, that's dragging it out. Yeah, yeah, not even just going in and all that stuff in the morning but so we, we've talked about it in the past about being safe be safe if you're hunting this this weekend get your permethrin but also if you're in a tree stand have your safety harness on if you're in a ground blind make sure you have clearance <laughs> don't don't shoot the ground blind like grant um, snacks. bring snacks and and plenty of water um and have a freaking blast i'm ex- i'm i i am so excited for deer season just i know you and i have talked about it at work just being like we are blessed happy to be busy but ready for something ready for a change of pace and, and to get back in the woods for sure uh, i cannot wait That's for right. deer season austin i know you're ready too my friend yep yeah i just want everybody to just go out there everything that's going on 2020 just has not been great so just go out there and even if it's not a great hunt, just look around and just enjoy that peace and quiet. That's one of my favorite things about hunting. Look around and enjoy it and just take that time to just be happy. So, but best of luck. Hope everybody gets a big buck. Um, so we'll talk to you guys next week. Awesome point, man. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, thank you guys so much for your time tonight and to everybody that's listening. Thank you for meeting us at the eighth and time podcast. Be sure to share, like, subscribe. If you like it, rate it. If you love it, leave a review. Um, check us out at eighthandtime.com. You can check out our hats and gear there. Um, and then follow us along on social media, hashtag meet us on the crossroads. And, uh, thank you for all your love and support. Um, thanks for helping the eighth and time podcast be a real thing. And uh, happy hunting to everybody. Thanks for meeting us on the crossroads. Peace out. You better put your house in order. 
You better get on the good work train Don't look to me when you start to fall When the man come down your way I'm calling to the silk-tongued liars Following the godless way